0: Praise the Lord. This is Reverend Rosemary welcoming you to our Wednesday night Bible study. Let's open with the word of prayer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Lord, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for this time of study in your word and for the grace that you have released to cause us to arise and partake of the wonderful inheritance you've given us. We thank you for strengthening us with might in the inner man to walk in the light of your word. And we thank you for the willingness and obedience to follow the leading of your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, that your word indeed shall have free course in our life. And we thank you that as we give ourselves entirely to you, that we will be changed we will be blessed and even become a blessing unto others and we will be careful to give you all glory all honor and all praise in jesus mighty name amen hallelujah hallelujah today we are studying how we have received grace to walk like jesus amen so the study is entitled we have received grace to walk like jesus in uh, the book of hebrews chapter 10 and verse 29 the holy spirit is called the spirit of grace so anyone who is born again has the grace of God in him through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, who is the spirit of grace. And so what we're going to do is to start by looking at some Bible passages that show that uh, what actually born again believers can achieve because they have God's incredible power in them the first verse that we are looking at is first john chapter two and verse six and this verse reads he that saith he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk even as he walked amen so this him that they're referring to here, he that saith that he abided in him, is referring to Jesus. Amen. So anyone who says that he abides in Jesus ought also to walk even as Jesus walked. The second verse is also a very short one. It's in First John chapter four and verse 17, that tells us that as, He, that is again Jesus, is, so are we in this world. Amen. And then lastly, we're going to look at John chapter 14 and verse 12. And this is Jesus speaking. And this is what he tells his disciples. He says, those who believe in me will do what I do yes they will do even greater things amen so we see here in looking at these verses that we have what it takes to walk like jesus and when i say what it takes i'm referring to god's grace in the believer amen And because we have that grace, we must therefore uh, find out how Jesus walked so that we can imitate him, we can walk like him. So what we're going to do in this study is to examine uh, certain aspects of the working of grace in Jesus' life. First of all, we're going to look at Jesus' godliness and his purity. Uh, Secondly, we are going to look at Jesus meeting the needs of mankind. And thirdly, we are going to see how Jesus walked in amazing wisdom and understanding and insight and uh, creativity and ingenuity. Amen. So let's not forget that as believers, amen, that we have received two important things that according to the Bible are supposed to cause us to reign in this life. And these two things, according to Romans chapter five and verse 17 are number one, abundance of grace, amen. And secondly, the gift of righteousness. Actually, let's go ahead and read that passage. I'd like to read Romans five and verse 17. And it says, for if by one man's offense death reign by one much more they which receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one jesus christ amen so it's settled that according to scripture the born again believer is called Amen, to walk as jesus did and to reign in this life through jesus christ and so we are going to start examining how jesus walked and i said the first thing that we would look at is his godliness and purity well we as we read scripture we see that the lusts of this world did not govern him he ruled over unnatural and ungodly desires and because we have his grace in us the apostle paul informs us of the acceptable way in which we are to serve god and he says this in second corinthians chapter seven and verse one and he's, he he says having therefore these promises dearly beloved let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit perfecting holiness in the fear of the lord amen uh do you notice here that we are called he says to purify ourselves amen it's interesting to note that we are not told that god is going to purify us um yes the blood of jesus cleanses all of our sins away and that's the that's part of the redemption benefit however the apostle paul here is speaking not about redemption but about sanctification amen in other words he's speaking about living out what was already freely done for us so in other words it's about how we are expected to live and conduct ourselves as believers. So, this speaks of the outward transformation that should take place, resulting from our redemption. Amen. And notice that this verse says that we are to cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh amen we are not to purify ourselves from some things or even most things that make our soul or our body unclean but from all which means from everything and therefore we are expected to purify ourselves so that we are completely holy. Amen. And we see that the apostle Peter affirms this uh, as he writes in uh, 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 15. And he says, but as he which has called you is holy, so be ye holy, in all manner of conversation amen this means in to be holy in all that we do and so if we take this these words seriously and if we don't water them down because some people do um and so they they even teach a watered down word however if we do take them seriously then the acceptable way to serve god is to walk in the same manner of godliness that jesus did amen and how are we supposed to do that we do that through the grace of god amen now we said that because we are born again we have the grace of god in us through the spirit of grace indwelling us notice that we are also uh, further instructed in the book of hebrews chapter 12 and verse 14 that we are to follow peace with all men and holiness Without which no one shall see the Lord. Amen. You see, holiness is not a work of the flesh, it is a product of God's grace. Uh, And so, grace really is God's empowering presence in our lives, which gives us the ability to do what we could not accomplish in our own ability it means, in other words we are able to cleanse ourselves because of grace cleanse us ourselves from everything that makes us unclean so that we can be completely holy and this is the acceptable way to serve god Amen. And uh, we notice that um, I had mentioned Hebrews 12, verse 14. If we look down in that same chapter to verse 28, look at what um, we are told. It says, let us have grace to serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Amen. Notice that grace is the ability that we need so that we can serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Uh, Most Christians, um, they try to work out holiness through their own works and i believe that it's because they have not discovered what grace has provided for them they don't know the potential that they possess amen and regrettably when people try to live a holy life in their own ability there are a number of things that may happen Um, which are on the negative side. Some become very hypocritical legalists in that they take one strict way uh, of living. Uh, They talk about it, but secretly they live in a different manner and that's why I'm saying that it is a hypocritical way of living. Uh, in the eyes of others, they sound you know very strict. but then again, it's all talk. Secretly they live a different life. or what may happen is that they may continue to live out lifestyles that are, you know, contrary to God's plan for them, to God's will, while they are still holding firm uh, to a, a belief which is unbiblical that, Grace covers all the sin that they may choose to continue to practice. In other words, they end up believing either that living like Jesus is a nice goal, but at the same time, it is one that is unrealistic. Amen. And because of such uh unbiblical beliefs uh, s- some believers well you call them believers and teachers have come up with crazy doctrines such as um jesus christ's Jesus Christ's redemption uh, makes us god's children however we are all still sinners we are bound to our humanity and this is totally unbiblical we cannot be redeemed and still be sinners amen and another you know totally you know crazy doctrine is that some believe that uh, they know that they are not living like they should but it's okay because they are covered by the grace of god so clearly we can see that these mindsets are incorrect we are not bound to live uh, no differently than the rest of humanity and therefore any ungodly or lustful behavior is not excused and covered so what these belief systems do is that they lead to a false sense of peace because then there is no conviction to live a life that is godly that is holy that is pleasing to grow, to god and this is a gross misrepresentation of the purpose and the power of god's grace you know the gospel of jesus christ proclaims so much more you know the gospel means good news and the good news mean is you know that is the bible proclaims is that jesus not only paid the price to free us from the penalty of sin but he also equally paid the price to free us from the power of sin amen and that is why the apostle paul in romans chapter 6 and verse 14 he wrote that sin shall not have dominion over you for you are not under the law but under grace amen what the law could do was only restrain people but grace on the other hand empowers us it is the empowerment that frees us from what we couldn't free ourselves from in our own inability which is sin. And we find Paul, the apostle Paul, exalting the Christian in Corinth, amen. And he writes to them in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 1, and he says this, we then as workers together with him beseech you, also that you receive not the grace of god in vain amen and in other words he is begging them amen those who have received god's grace not to let it be wasted hallelujah so it is crucial for us to understand that god's grace not only saves us but it makes us in other words it's the grace of god saves us from sin and gives us the free gift of righteousness which is right standing before god through faith in the death and resurrection of jesus christ our lord amen um actually uh Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 and 9 says uh, that it is by grace that we are saved through faith not of ourselves it is a gift of God it is not of works lest any man should boast amen hallelujah but we also see that the grace of God is also his power to make us who he created us to be. So God's grace will do a number of things in our life. Amen. Um, It will break every yoke and it will remove every burden, uh, whether it be emotional, Uh, financial spiritual mental physical it will break through anything to allow us to fulfill God's assignment in our lives it empowers us to do all that God has assigned to us and the Apostle Paul states this very clearly in first Corinthians chapter 10 uh, I'm sorry first Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 10 uh, when he explains what grace has done in his own life and this is what he writes he says but the grace of by the grace of God I am what I am and his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain but i labored more abundantly than they all yet not i but the grace of god which was with me amen hallelujah so we see that the apostle paul tells us that it is by the grace of god that he is who he is and that he does what he you know, what he's, what he has done, what he is able to do. Um, but you see, in connection to us, we read in uh, Ephesians chapter four and verse seven that each one of us has received grace, has been given grace. Uh, let's go ahead and read that passage. Ephesians four seven. But unto every one of us is given grace, according to the measure of the gift of Christ. So we see that each one of us is given grace in Christ. Um, And this grace teaches us how to win, how to war in life. Amen. So that we can accomplish God's purpose. This means that we are to cooperate with God. Amen. Grace teaches us, and we receive that teaching and we apply what we have learned. Amen. And therefore, in our cooperate, in our cooperation with God, we learn how to war and to win in our life's purpose hallelujah and so you know when we truly grasp what grace grace is meant to accomplish in the life of the believer it becomes impossible for us to receive it in vain Uh, in other words to waste it So, once we have received that grace, we make it our priority to cleanse ourselves from everything that makes us unclean again so that we can be completely holy. And with this grace, we can handle any problem that will come on our way if we give this grace of god place to work in us hallelujah we can achieve this great accomplishment which is to walk in holiness and in purity and we have to realize, though, that it will take our full commitment and cooperation because grace does have limitations if people disobey the gospel. Amen. So, there are some warnings that, uh, or should I say, some counsels that uh we have in scriptures concerning grace things that we are not to do because again grace has limitations the grace of god will work when we cooperate but if we do not then we are actually wasting what we have received from god some of the things that we are told in scripture some of the counsels that we receive from the word of god concerning grace number one is that we are not to frustrate the grace of god we can read that in galatians chapter 2 and verse 21 for lack, lack of time we will not turn there but you can research it in your own time. Amen. Secondly, we are told that we are not to receive the grace of God in vain. We've seen that in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse one. <clears throat> we are also instructed that we are not to fall, do not fall from the grace of God. And that is found in Galatians chapter one, verses six through eight and then again galatians chapter five verse four and we are also instructed not to fail of the grace of god and that we can read in hebrews chapter 12 and verse 15. amen the point is that we cannot expect grace to work for us if we continue to sin yet we do find that the bible tells us that where sin abounds grace much more abounds however it is speaking about those who call on god for help So where there has been, where sin has been abounding, once we call on God for help, the grace of God is available, amen, much more abounds to turn the person's life around, not if the person decides to persevere in the wrong path. So just as think of it in um, natural terms, financially, somebody who is financially poor, uh, we know that they would not waste their in, an inheritance that they have obtained, uh, let's say from a wealthy relative. Uh, they would not neglect to claim that fortune. But as soon as they learn about it, they would lay claim to it. Likewise, God does not want us to miss out on the primary blessing and benefit of his incredible grace, amen. And so um, this is, if I can say a a summary of what grace, Worked in the life of Jesus. Amen. And that was displayed in his life of godliness and that his life of purity. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, But as we continue, we see that um, again in first John chapter 2 and verse 16, we are told that whoever claims to live in him must walk as he lived, meaning as Jesus did. And note, I want us to notice the word must, amen. Um, this verse is not a suggestion, but it is a command. Uh, God expects us to walk as Jesus did amen so let's ask ourselves again how else did he walk in addition to uh, holiness and purity we find that jesus um, met the needs of mankind Um, he healed the sick He cleansed the leopards, he delivered people from bondage, he opened blind eyes, he made uh, the mute uh, speak, hallelujah, Um, and the crippled walk, amen. We also see that he multiplied uh, food to feed the hungry. And he even raised the dead as we look through the gospel we find all these wonderful works uh, of jesus miracles Um, but the interesting thing is that he tells his disciples in john chapter 20 and verse 21 he says as the father has sent me i also send you Amen. Well, Christ calls us to be his followers, amen. And just as he was sent into the world by the Father to bring redemption, so he sends his disciples. And indeed, the goal of discipleship, is that we become, we that is the body of Christ, born again Christians, we we need to become fully trained so that we are functioning exactly like our teacher, amen, uh, who is Jesus Christ himself. So again, the question is, we are called to do all these things how are we going to do it? And so we are back to the same answer through the free gift of grace. You know, the Bible records that um, of the early church. Uh, and it says concerning the early church um, in actually in the book of Acts, chapter 4, and verse 33, it says, and with great Power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of Jesus Christ, of sorry, of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. Amen. So we see here again that great power is associated with great grace. Amen. And this is because. Grace speaks of God's power. It is an empowerment to be and to do, hallelujah. God created us in Christ unto good works. And according to Ephesians chapter two and verse 10, We are told that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. Hallelujah. So this was ordained from the foundation of the world that we would that we would be the workmanship of god created in christ jesus to do these works and god has given us grace his power at work in us to help us stand complete stand perfect in all of his will for our life amen and then we also are told in Philippians chapter two and verse 13, that it is God who is at work in us to will and to do according to His good pleasure. Amen. So the grace of God working at, in us causes us to not only to do the works, but our, to, to have willingness to actually carry out these works so it is god who has begun this good work in us and he will bring it to a glorious end hallelujah he is indeed the author and the finisher of we, what he is doing in our life you know we often mistakenly think that bible the biblical characters that um we read about uh, those who were used by God to do great things, that they were special people uh, with special characteristic, which made made them uh, somewhat superhuman. But as we glanced at the life of what we would call a regular person, we observed that this could not be further from the truth. And the example is, that of a man um, at the church of Jerusalem that we find in um, mentioned in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 6 and verse 8, which speaks of Stephen. Uh, and Stephen was a disciple who served tables. Uh, In other words, he distributed food, uh, but it, it, you know, it talks about uh, the distribution of food for older women here. And yet, the Bible declares that Stephen was a man full of faith and power, that he did great wonders and miracles among the people. Amen. So Stephen, we see him performing, amen, amazing miracles. He says he did great wonders and miracles, amen. And the question is, was he an apostle or pastor or an evangelist or prophet or teacher? Well, no, none of of the above. Stephen performed this amazing miracle through the spirit of grace at work in him. It was the power of God's grace. Amen. He ended up doing just what Jesus did because Jesus says, You know, what you see me do, you can do too. And he did just what jesus did meeting the needs of mankind through that free gift of grace that he received and that free gift is made available to all of us who are believers amen it is yours it is mine and jesus commanded us to go throughout the whole world and to preach the gospel to all people amen jesus says that believers will be given power to perform miracles that they will lay hands on the sick and that they would recover we see that as a, a part of the great commission in the book of mark chapter 16 and if you read um, verses 15 through 18 you will find this amen so we see that jesus did not say that it was just to the apostles that this power to perform miracles will be given he says those who believe in his name amen hallelujah and do we believe in his name yes it's interesting that uh the book of john chapter 1 and verse 12 says that as many as receive him that is jesus to them he gave power to become the sons of god or you know sons and daughters of god um and i say it's interesting because we 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 accept this without any problem Uh, we don't challenge that at all we welcome it as a matter of fact that we believe we receive him and therefore we become the sons and daughters of god but you see, the same Bible tells us that to those who believe him, believe in Christ, will be given power. In other words, we'll be given a free gift of grace to walk as Jesus did. And through that power, we can perform miracles. We can rule over sickness, disease uh lay hands like jesus says on the sick and they shall recover so we may be able to rule over the adversities that life brings against those that you know who are close to us those we love those god has called us to minister to so this is the working of grace that we have to accept that we are called to why because we have that grace in us amen and uh thirdly i'd like to also speak about um how jesus walked in amazing wisdom and understanding and insight and creativity amen you know jesus's wisdom astounded even the most educated people they were you we see in the word of god that they would ask you know where did his wisdom come from Uh, however in the book of luke chapter 2 and verse 40 we are told that the child that is referring to jesus Grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Amen. So, grace is why Jesus had extraordinary wisdom. Um, and I think that does bring up a good question, however. Uh, some, you know, Christians have been taught that god's grace is only for uh, forgiveness of sin and entrance into heaven it is the unmerited grace of god the favor of god to forgive sins then the question is why would jesus then need grace because jesus never committed any sin and he never needed he was never in need of forgiveness and yet the bible tells us that the grace of god was upon him so we see here that grace is much more than quote-unquote undeserved favor amen you know we know that although jesus is the son of god that he was birthed and walks our earth as a man according to uh, philippians chapter 2 and verse 7 we are told that he stripped himself of all his divine privileges of being god and he took on the form of man so in order to fulfill his mission he needed grace empowerment to walk in all that we mentioned already, in purity, in holiness, to work all these miracles that we just spoke about. Amen. Uh, Acts ten thirty eight tells us how Jesus Christ of Nazareth was anointed with the Holy Spirit and power that he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Amen. This anointing, amen, that he received, it's a grace, it's in the enablement power that he received to go about to do all these works, where we find out that Jesus needed that grace to also walk in wisdom in great understanding insight ingenuity creativity that represented or personified his character amen so the creativity of Jesus um of Jesus's wisdom we see that it, that was put to use in order to save a woman's life and this is the story actually the account of um in john chapter eight of a woman that was going to be stoned to death amen um and she was accused of adultery. And it's interesting that she was the only one who was brought uh, before Jesus uh, as they were ready to stone her. But the man with whom she committed adultery was nowhere to be seen. However, Jesus used uh, his great wisdom to not only deliver this woman but teach these people a lesson who were so quick to judge her and we see that when he was this woman was brought there that Jesus rather than quickly uh, you know intervening that he stooped down and began writing on the ground And let me go ahead and read verses 7 through, well, 7 through 9 right now. It says, so when they continued asking, that is this, all these men who were ready to stone her, he lifted up himself and said unto them, he that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Well, uh, there are many suppositions as to what Jesus wrote on the ground, but no one really knows for sure. However, what we see is that as a result of this, uh, they were convicted and they all dropped the rocks that they were holding and they walked away and we see in the following scriptures that um, we are told here actually let me go ahead and read this verses 9 and 11 it says and they which heard it being convicted by their own conscience went out one by one beginning at the elders even unto the last and jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst when jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman he said unto her woman where are, where are those thine accusers has no man condemned thee and she said no man lord and jesus said unto her neither do i condemn thee go and sin no more amen so we see jesus here using his wisdom and this the the creativity that this the grace of god at work in of god was doing in him not only saving this woman's life in a physical sense physical sense but also bringing redemption to her spirit, to her soul, to her her body. And we never know. It might even have brought redemption to the the accusers, these men who are accusing her. Amen. Because I believe for once, they might have been confronted with their hypocrisy. So notice that. Jesus did not condemn that woman. And yet among all the people, Jesus was the only one without sin. But when he had to address this issue, it was mercy that came rose to the surface, mercy that spoke at that moment and he did not pronounce the judgment that she deserved according to the law however we see that he tells her to go and to sin no more so on one hand mercy speaks but then we also see grace speaking grace because grace gives us what we do not deserve whereas mercy does not give us what we do deserve amen so we have these two things here working mercy and grace mercy did not give her what she deserved which was the punishment the judgment that the accord that she deserved according to the law however grace went ahead adding on to what jesus had already done amen and grace gave her what she did not deserve what mercy did was that she did not she was not condemned but god's grace empowered this woman to not go back into that deadly trap of adultery, into that lifestyle of sin. Hallelujah. So we see that the grace of God on Jesus gave him wisdom to free this woman from the condemnation of these religious zealots. And it also empowered her to walk free from that sinful lifestyle. Hallelujah. So can we actually get, have a grasp of what grace holds? When we have God's grace in us, what grace can accomplish? And in several, I mean, so many different situations, we see the grace of God, the the creative wisdom of grace amen, uh, that, Je- that Jesus used to bring deliverance, to bring healing, to bring salvation, amen, To actu- and even to turn people's businesses into successful ones, such as, for example, uh, you know, when Jesus went b- by the ocean, by the sea, and saw that the disciples had not caught anything and he told them exactly where to go and where to drop their net and they caught so much that that must have been the most successful business day of their entire career amen yet we know that jesus himself was not a fisherman he was a carpenter but what did he have he had grace that gave him such great ingenuity creativity amen and the insight to know things for example even before uh satan ever manifested uh his wickedness through uh judas who betrayed jesus jesus already knew again by the grace of god at work in his life that the enemy was working on one of his disciples he knew it and he said it even before all of you know his arrest and you know crucifixion he had he had mentioned all of that amen jesus knew how to pay his taxes without consulting any professional he told peter to go catch a fish and when he opened the fish's mouth, that he would find a coin for the exact amount. Amen. Hallelujah. So we see that in essence, the grace of God on Jesus uh, gave uh him the ability to do things, to work miracles, to perform actions that would change the the communities and the societies that he was part of. Amen. Uh, In John chapter two, we remember the wedding at Cana where he changed the water into wine, hallelujah, and which prevented the family from, uh, you know, suffering any kind of shame. Um, We see that he, by his grace, again, uh amen um uh, who was a tax collector uh his life was transformed and his own dealings Zechariah's dealings with the people changed and as a result that whole town became even more prosperous because as a tax collector this man used to abuse the people cheat and you know have people pay more than they needed to pay but now having had an encounter with the grace of god through jesus this man had been transformed and had promised to return to everyone what he had stolen from them up to four times what he had stolen. Amen. So we see that, you know, so many changes happen in society as a result of the grace upon the one man, Jesus Christ. We find that grace of God healing a young man in mark chapter 5 who was tot- who had gone totally insane he was in need of healing and deliverance and the grace of god provided that healing and deliverance and this man was completely healed and this man would no longer need to be in chain be, be dependent on other people this man could now take care of himself and even become a contributing member of society. Now, if we start considering all the deaf people, all the blind, all the crippled, all the diseased, and all other physically impaired people that were touched by by the grace upon Jesus's life, and how they would now be able to be self sufficient and productive uh, citizens in their society. It's absolutely amazing. And we could go on and on and on. And even the apostle uh, John, John he writes that that the world could not contain uh the world of books could not contain all the miracles of grace accomplished by jesus in his three years of public ministry amen so going back to what jesus said in john 14 and verse 12 that those who believe in me will do what i do and even greater things we have to really accept That the way we can accomplish this is through God's gift of grace. Amen. And the Lord has left us here after we give our life to Him so that we can be used by Him to change our communities and society in the same manner that jesus changed his amen and most of the church is remains ignorant of this incredible power and you know it is satan's uh work to try to keep the church in ignorance to keep this knowledge from us so that only a few would be a real threat to his kingdom because you see the enemy does not fear us you know doing a lot of talking um, building huge church buildings and publishing books and having great TV programs and you know, large gatherings, as long as the church remains ignorant of the amazing power that is available to us. The enemy fears that believers will wake up, will discover this power that has been freely placed in us and subsequently use that ability to change society change the world as jesus did in other words they fear that we believers the body of christ will take our place as rulers in this life so i believe that this a study like this is the lord again calling us to search our heart and to come to that place where we receive his word and we purpose to run with it receive the word that indeed we have this great power we have received abundance of grace as romans 5 and verse 17 says and along with the gift of righteousness that has made us the sons of god hallelujah and therefore we are called to rule and reign with him here amen so The word of God says that where the spirit of the Lord is Lord, indeed, that there is liberty. And as we with open face, meaning not hiding anything, no hypocrisy, as we behold as in a glass, the glory of the Lord, in other words, when we are beholding the word of god hallelujah we are considering the word we are allowing the word to do its work in our life that we are changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the spirit of the lord amen the holy spirit is free to work when we take god at his word And we run with it. We must come to the place where we truly believe what the word says concerning us that we are light, that we are righteousness, and that we are one with the Lord. He that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. So, as we close this study, amen, let's remember that as we walk with him and remain in him we will inevitably think like him and his influence will spread into every area of our being into our thoughts into our actions into our motives amen hallelujah And just as he promised, as we abide in him, we will walk in the same manner as he walked. As he is holy, so will we be holy. As he is the redeemer, so we will be workers together with him to bring redemption to a lost world because as he is so are we in this world and as we position ourselves to walk in this calling let's be assured that the enemy has been disarmed and that we now have been armed with the most powerful weapon available to mankind hallelujah there are battles to be won, there are strength, strongholds to overcome. And often these are rooted in mindsets, in modes of operation and patterns that the enemy has instilled in, in people, amen. In but our opposition, though formidable we have to remember that christ in us is more powerful greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world so let us be so confident in god's love and our oneness with him that we we know that regardless of the battle and difficulties in our circumstances the greater one is in us hallelujah we were created to make a difference in our world and as we join together let us accept the challenge as we discover the power that we have in us and the power that we can also that can prevent us from ever giving up because we know that we are already more than conquerors we know that we are overcomers that we are fighting from a position of being victors we are not fighting for victory we are we are only enforcing that victory and we rejoice that as we abide in him we will walk even as he walked for his glory and for our own rejoicing hallelujah hallelujah let us pray Heavenly Father, we pray, O Lord, that by your Holy Spirit working in us, we will discover our gifts, that they will make room, large room for us, O God. And that, Lord, by your grace, that is working in us, that we will stand, against all troubles trials temptations and tests and come out on the other side victoriously in jesus name father we stand on your word that you are able to make all grace abound towards us that we having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work So, Lord, we thank you that we will indeed live out your plan for our life and fulfill our God-given purpose and destiny to the glory of your most holy name in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you for always leading us in your triumph in Christ, And manifesting through us the sweet aroma of your knowledge in every place. To you be glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, we thank God for tonight's study. We pray that it's been a blessing to to all of you. And we invite you to join us again next week at the same time god bless you and have a good night